0: the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord, publishers and ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. Well, dear friends, welcome today. We're delighted to have you along with us. We trust that every day, five days a week, you'll join us here at this time on this station if it's at all possible. We're delighted to have you along today. And uh, we're going to hear today the third part of this message entitled, Just Do Right. Many things in the Bible about discerning right from wrong, and figuring out how to go about the doing of right. And this message, I think, will be a help to you. And remember, guys, November 10 and 11, the Sword of the Lord Men's Conference will be right here at Sword Headquarters in Murfreesboro, and we look forward to having many of you here. Go and check out the event on the Sword of the Lord website. All right, let's get right to our message today. This is part three of the message entitled, Just Do Right of glory and the secrets of beauty. He says the glory of young men is their strength and the beauty of old men is the gray head. Youth, strength, old, wise, able to counsel, uh, able to give out of their experience. And I think what he's saying to us here is don't try to fight out of your weight class. Uh, You know, uh, uh, some little guy, 110 pounds, doesn't need to be fighting in a heavyweight division. And sometimes, you know, some... Somebody that's 21 years old, uh, sometimes, (laughs) and I I suspect all of us have been there at one time or another, where we, we, we were young and just hatched and just turned loose, and we thought we had the answer to everything. Listen, we need to balance our youth with the seasoning of those gray heads. Don't fight out of your weight class. It's always right when young and old pull together and work together, and we respond to each other like we ought to. And then verse 30, he has to do with this properly administering uh, corporal punishment. Uh, it's a wide variety of things that he mentions in this chapter. Man, the whole chapter is loaded with this stuff. And, uh, but he talks about administering corporal punishment as being just right. A lot of what's wrong in America has been because we've had several generations of parents now who have not disciplined their children. They've let them grow up without the proper attention. There's a principle here. And by the way, it's not child abuse when you spank your child. I, I would, I'd be the first person to rise up if I thought some child was being mistreated. But I'm going to tell you, there is a great child abuse going on when children are not disciplined. And, uh, and the lack of discipline has been the greater damage in our society. For every child that has been physically abused, there's thousands of others who have been left to run wild. And as a result, we have a generation or two or three behind us now that, uh, by and large, has uh, gone in a bad direction simply for the lack of a daddy and mother who had the convictions, the gall, the determination, and the love to do what they ought to do. In fact, uh, I really believe that there's not anything wrong with... Our uh, tax funded school system that a prayer and a paddle in the classroom wouldn't solve. When I started a school <clears throat> about 800 years ago, every teacher had a paddle and the full authority to use it. There were no court cases of uh, children having been abused. I mean, I almost, none, nobody ever heard of it. And uh, they, had, they had prayer in the classroom every morning, Bible reading, the teacher would go around and uh, ask uh, students to recite a Bible verse. Half of them would say, Jesus wept. But we had prayer, we had Bible reading, we had paddle in the classroom and the pledge of allegiance to the flag. And that's a pretty good format for getting control of things so that kids can actually learn. Fact is, in those days, Johnny could actually read. And uh, <laughs> now then these days, you know, they have seniors getting to, to graduation and they, they can't pass simple reading tests. Say, what's the matter? Somebody didn't spank the kids behind when he needed it. Most of the cases. Uh, and uh, and, and you, you often conquer evil on the inside by contributing appropriately on the outside. And uh, that's a part of what that verse is about. Now. There's a set of verses and there's a chapter. And basically what it says to us is that we're to do right. My native state of Kentucky, one of the favorite sons from past history was a man named Henry Clay. Henry Clay was a prominent figure in American politics for a long time. He is known for having said often, I had rather be right than be president. And interestingly enough, that's exactly what they let him do they let him be right but he never became president now doing right is a godly principle it's right between you and hubby it's right between you and your kids it's right when you go to the grocery store it's right whenever you go to the schoolhouse. it's right everywhere you go doing right from a christian is a faith and faithful response to god it's hearing what god says about things and just saying by faith i'm going to trust god that that is right Doing right is not, hear me, it is not the avenue to heaven. You can do right as often as you can do right, but you cannot go to heaven by doing right. Doing right is not the road to heaven, but it is an avenue from heaven. Whenever whenever you get salvation, it paves the way, paves a road out of which you can do right. But doing right does not purchase salvation for you. Doing right... Hear me carefully now. Doing right does not always win. Doing right does not always win. It's always right, but you may not always win. You may do right and lose, but it's still right to do right. Doing right is not always popular. It often is not popular, but it's still right. And it's still to be done. Doing right can sometimes be very costly. It may exhaust your resources just to be right, but it's still right to do. Doing right may require great effort for you. It may mean that you'll stand against insurmountable odds, but it's right to do it. Doing right sometimes is misunderstood. Misunderstood. You'll, you'll be lambasted and, and, and maligned in some ways that you never imagined simply because that you did Right. fact, doing right can be very lonely. It may sometimes leave you friendless, but it's still right. Doing right should not be compromised or adjusted. It should not be twisted to accommodate the pressures. Doing right should be, in fact, repeated over and over. You say, well, I've done right in my 20s. I've done right in my 30s. And here I'm in my 40s. Do right! You say, but I, I'm in retirement age and I've done right all my life and I'm going to get out and have some fun now. Watch your tongue, bite your tongue, do right. Don't quit now. Because you see, doing right does please God. And it's better to please Him than to draw the favor of everybody else you know. Doing right will in fact bring some eternal rewards down the way. God does pay ultimately. Ultimately. Somebody said, Serving the Lord may not have the greatest paycheck in this world, but the retirement program is out of this world. Doing right gives you peace of mind. Well, oh, it's nothing like putting your head on a pill at night, just knowing that you've been walking in the path where right is. Doing right takes some convictions, bedrock things. I mean, where you've set yourself. on on an issue because you know what God said about it and you just determined by God's grace those are my convictions and that's who I'm going to be. Doing right takes courage sometimes along with those convictions. Takes faith. But doing right should never be diluted. It ought to always be held in its purest form. Doing right should be honored. Somebody else you know stands up for what's right what do you do? Run and hide? Or do you stand with him? Sometimes I've seen pastors Get their convictions right. Get their courage in place. Stand up. Clean off a spot. Do what they ought to do about something, and everybody in town acts like they don't know them until the heat cools. And listen. If you if you've got a if you've got a pastor that stands up for what's right, don't run and hide when he's taking a stand. Stand with him. And uh, honor the people who stand for what's right. I think about. My paternal grandfather, who when I was growing up and into my teenage years had such a profound influence on me. So many, many things that I learned from him. Uh, so many, many things I learned from him. And I, and I honored him as long as he lived. And I honor his memory now because he taught me so many things. Doing right ought to be honored. And what a privilege it is to just do right. Because it's always right to do right. Remember that little piece, it's never wrong to do, it's never right to do wrong to get a chance to do right. Sometimes people say, well, I'll bend and do this and that and that and something else and I'll twist all the rules and it'll come out right at the end. Listen, the relativism that is in that, the, the the pragmatic philosophy that says the end justifies the means, or well, everything came out all right, you know. Well, we did this, this, and this, and it was kind of messy, but it all came out all right. But watch that. You know, we say, well, it doesn't matter how we got there. We got there. Better watch that. See, the path is important as the destination. Doing right. Just doing right. Just say just so it's right. It's just right because we found out what God said. We found out God's absolutes. And we planted on that. Isn't it amazing that so many people in our society today, i am mean, talking about an American society and a lot of Christian people today do not believe that they're absolutes anymore. They believe, well, it's right to tell the truth most of the time, but then there's times when, you know, you might adjust it, you know, if it fits. Well, man, that's, that just blows the whole thing out of the water. The absolutes of God are always to be kept in place. I like that fellow that I told you about at the start. He said, I, I'm not what I should be, and I'm not what I want to be. But thank God I'm not what I used to be and see whenever we get on God's track and start doing things the way he lays out and describes his right that's what it does for us there may be some of you tonight that would have to in all honesty acknowledge that you've had some problems in this area now, i'm not going i'm not going to ask you to stand up and tell the whole wide world in fact don't tell anybody about it who doesn't need to know it But if there are some things like that, boy, it would be great if right where you sit tonight, if you'd clean that up with God. If you'd go back home with it straight and the air cleared with God. And It may be that during this invitation, some of us may want to find our way to the altar about this or that or the other. Maybe that some of us who sit here in this building tonight have never trusted Christ as Savior. Maybe some of us who found our way to this jubilee just, just coming to look and see and see if there's really something real to get hold of well i'm telling you there is jesus died on the cross in a row from the grave paid the sin debt that you and i owed made it possible for sinners like us to be forgiven and to be saved and to go to heaven when we die you don't get there by doing right but once you come to christ he gives you instructions about how you can start doing right and it may be that somebody in this room tonight needs to claim christ as savior Well, dear friends, we'll have to interrupt right there and bring the message to a close. I hope you've enjoyed these three days of listening to the message entitled Just Do Right, and I hope that you'll take it to heart and apply it in your life. These are good days to serve the Lord, and let's just go about it in the right kind of a way. Now, don't forget, this is Wednesday. I hope you'll make your way to the church house tonight. Find your way to church every single Sunday and Wednesday. You'll be blessed by so doing. Now, reminding you also, I love to hear from you. So write me a note sometime soon. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.